the Wave of Praise Christian Radio. Catch the wave. Catch the wave. Southall and L.J. Renee with What Does the Lord Say? This is Christian Talk Radio here to challenge the status quo. If you keep doing what you're doing, you'll keep getting what you're getting. But if you want to see a change, if you want a spiritual revolution, if you need a spiritual renewal, stay with us. We are here to inspire, to inform, and to challenge you to consider what does the Lord say regarding life's issues. Visit our website for information on how you can join us for morning prayer, sponsor this program, follow us on Twitter, or even like us on Facebook. We can be found at www.whatdoesthelordsay.com. Well, hallelujah. Today is the day that the Lord has made and I shall rejoice and be glad in it. How are you doing? Hey, man, it is Thursday. <laughs> I am so, so grateful. God is good. And you know what? Um, there is nothing that the devil can do about it. I'm having a blessed day. I know that's the truth. And I don't know what the weather is down there, but uh, the weather here was like 72 degrees. And tomorrow, they said it's going to jump back cold again and then warm again on the weekend. So we're going back and forth, but it's going to level out sooner or later. <laughs> we had a uh, record 81 degrees yesterday. Uh-uh. But hold on, that's not the kicker. The kicker is this morning, I saw it on the news, and I just didn't even pay attention to it until someone from my team posted a video. This morning, it snowed in Southern California. Oh, <laughs> everything is going to twist it around. <laughs> it's twisted twist it around. around. I know. You know, I started to take put down my uh, convertible top uh, today, and um, I said, no, I'm not going to do that. I said, because, you know, they always talk about the trick of the weather, and um, I didn't need I didn't need to be sick or anything like that, so I kept it up. Uh, but I did well, I see thought, some people riding with their convertible down. Hey, it's warm. I thought eighty. I, I thought snow in Southern California was actually probably pretty good because some of those folks, you know, some of those kids probably never seen snow live other than on TV and in movies. So. Uh, they got to see it falling from the sky in the most unusual of places. I be, so it, Southern California, is that like San Francisco or what? Where was it? San Francisco. So the person on my team what? was in San Francisco. It, it did snow there, but that is not considered. That's more, he told me that was more mid middle of California or something, he said. So Southern California would have been more like, I think, towards the L.A. area. But it was cold and snowing in quite a bit of California today because he had a video and he's in he's in the San Francisco area. Mm, okay, well they're getting very the four interesting. Seasons. I know they're getting the four seasons. And so, so what's on, what's been going on with you? Anything you know, new? I I, I thought, as far as in the news, I I um was just looking at some online stories about the whole. Uh, Palestine, Ohio incident where the train derailed 
and the toxic fumes and, and who knows what else was released. And initially, the rail the railroad company and the government, city, state, and federal, seemed to be trying to, you know, cover it up or brush it under the rug so that people would know, which I think is a very, very, very bad thing because there were uh, potentially um, toxic, I mean, fatally toxic fumes released. And for them to basically not care that other people were breathing them and might be breathing them for the years to come was terrible. So Jesus. I'm so grateful that it, it, it spread via um, social media and then the news media. And then now it seems like the federal government cares about it and has taken note of it. But they need to make sure those people are taken care of. I heard one person put it like this that for two and a half years, the federal government was insistent upon people wearing masks, even when people didn't think they needed to wear masks. And now when you have a toxic chemical released into the atmosphere, the government is nowhere to be found about what is in the best interest of your health and safety. And that's a really, when you think of it like that, that's a really sad indictment. But it is true. And, and my prayer, as you know, we have been praying each morning for those people and for the government and the corporation to do the right thing. Man. I, you know, it's you're lost for words on this because you, you just see the news and seeing that, you know, it takes three weeks for them to come down there to look. I'm talking about the government to, to look. And the people, you know, I was listening last night how people have businesses and, you know, they're no longer because people, you know, don't come to the business anymore because they don't want to really come into the, the town. They also said that the basketball games and sports, they're, they're willing to, pl to play, but no other high school want to come there <laughs> to play. So it's like, and then the housing, you know, situation, you know, they were saying the same thing. So um, I, it, it's just horrible. But, you know, one thing for sure when you stand on faith, God's going to take care of you. God is going to take care of you. It doesn't matter what man will do, but God, if you put your faith in God and stand in God, God is going to take care of you. Amen. Amen. And you know, you can't blame the, uh, like if I had kids in school and they were going to play kids at that, in that city, I would not want my kid traveling to that city when the government has not been honest about the water and the air. So I, I just wouldn't want my kids traveling hey, to that. And if you were looking to buy a house, well, of course you wouldn't buy a house there right now. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a sad, sad situation. It sure is. It sure is. Well, let's get into our message. message yeah, today. On, on a better note, yes. on a much better note, because the Bible says that the word of God is good news. Jesus came with good news and the gospel is good news. So let's talk about the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. So in right, go ahead. I, yeah, I wanted to. I wanted to talk about from uh, Romans eight. I had heard. I had heard. Um, I am a little. I, I will make this public confession. I am a little addicted to these uh, short reels that you mm -hmm. see, like on Facebook or YouTube, or I don't really see Instagram much, but I see Facebook and YouTube shorts. And um, they're like these 30, 60 second short reels. And some of them, the people are just so creative. That's the number one yes, thing I've it is. about it. 
It's like, people, I'm trying to figure out what can I do that's creative? I haven't thought of anything. But um, I, I get to watch them and then like 35, 40 minutes later, I'm still watching them. You know, just another one, another one, another one. But one of the short reels that I had seen um, earlier this week, and I remember calling you as soon as I saw it, I was like, we've got to do a show on this. And it, and the scriptures in Romans 8, but I, I heard, and it's when sometimes people will take, mm. it could be a song or it could be preaching, it mm. could be anything. Very They'll creative. take someone is saying, and then they will voice over or, or pantomime it with the theatrical, you know, expressions, you know, whether they're uh, making it look like they're saying it, you know, with themselves with, you know, very, very dramatic expressions. And so I, I heard a girl, like I saw a girl doing one such as that. And it was um, someone, I don't know if they were preaching or they were doing the prelude to a song. I have no idea because it's only a 30 second clip, but they were, they said, and, and I thought, we've got to do this show. But they said, if you, I, I, this is my paraphrase because I don't know what they actually said, but it, it went along this line. But if you have, if you have an enemy in your life, if you have, uh, if you know that the devil is fighting you, if there is, if there are troubles and afflictions that you are facing uh, and, and you know that, you know, you have been oppressed and, and you're just trying to figure out how to get through this. He, he said, I just want you, the person that was, she was voicing over said, I just want you to walk around for the rest of this year, for the rest of this year. And I just want you to say who, <laughs> and, 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 and they said, you missed it. And I was like, yeah, I did miss it. What, what, what is it? And, and they, and they said, um, the Bible says that if God be for us, who can be against Amen. us? And then he went on to in in the in the short clip to remind the people, and that's what we want to do today. I, I don't care who who the who is. It could be uh, enemies on your job. It could be uh, naysayers in your family. It could be those who have counted you out and tried mm. to keep you down. It could be uh, whatever trouble, affliction, or spiritual warfare you are facing, when God is for you, and if you are a believer, I want to assure you, God is for you. Who, who can be against you? Absolutely. And that's what we want to talk about out of Romans 8 and yes. 31. Yes, well, you wanted me to go ahead and, and read, uh, read the verses here. Um well, of course, it's Romans eight thirty one. It says, "What shall we say then? What shall we then say to these things?" Question mark. If God be for us, who can be against us? And you know, this earlier this day, I was thinking about some things, and um, you know, the situation began to create a little fear. I could, I could sense a little anxiety and fear, and the word "who" came to me. I mean, just out of the. They said, "Who." Who's able? Who who can? And then when I'm reading in um, the the passion ver version of it, um, and it's also even in the King James version. Did you know that from th verse 31 all the way down to 35, it's about four who's. And I was dissected, and I'm like, my God, this really just resonates with me. So if I can, I can just go ahead and read, you know, the 31st verse from the passion version. And it says, so what does all this mean? It says, if God has determined to stand with us, tell me who then could ever stand against us? 
For God has proved his love by giving us his greatest treasure, the gift of his son. And I'm telling you, when you read that, you're who? Who can? Who can stand? No person, no demon, no principality, no ruler, no dominion, no nothing can stand against the power of God. Who? And you know, just to make it so that everyone can fully understand it, because you say, well, yeah, people do stand against me. The enemy does fight against me. So that you can fully understand the way the scripture is, the intent of this scripture, it is not. It is not who who would ha- who would dare stand against you. It is really saying who, who can? can defeat you. <laughs> who can? None can defeat That's right. you. None can defeat you. I- there is no weapon, and and it goes with the with the scripture that we quote and pray daily. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. It didn't say that no weapon would form against me. It said none would be able to, to prosper. prosper. That's right. So the way the scripture should be uh, understood, if you really want to understand it, it's not who will stand against you, but who, who will be prevail. able to prevail against That's you. That's right. Who, who will be able not, to prevail? Not the devil, not his imp, not your enemies, not your co-workers, not your family that that has kicked their heels against none can prevail see, against you see, when God it. is on, on your, your side. side. You got and as you said, determined to stand with you. That's right. That's right. And you got to keep that in the in the forefront front. Like you said, he didn't say that weapon wasn't gonna form. He didn't say he said, but it will not prevail. And and you know what? Even I'm gonna go through this. It says here when we talked about who then could ever stand against you, then the next who says, Who then would dare to accuse those whom God has chosen and love to be his? So he said, when the accuser, who who is able to accuse you? Because you've already been justified. Your sins have already been forgiven. So the accuser can't even accuse you. Even when, uh, you know, he's working through individuals, even though they may make accusations against you, uh, he's saying, but it will not stand. Matter of fact, he said, matter of fact, you will prove it to be wrong. Isn't that what one of the scriptures says? He says and, that, and, and, and. No weapon formed against you will prosper. That's right. Then they form, but it wouldn't prevail. And no tongue that speaks against you will prevail either. It is already condemned. That's right. It's so already it's the same thing. Who is going to come against you and prevail? There is none. Who is going to speak against you and prevail? There is none. There, there is, is none. no curse. There is no curse, no witch, no warlock, no demon, Jesus. no devil in hell. No matter what witchery, sorcery, or spell they try to cast upon you, not one of them will prevail against you. You have been, if you are born again, you have been bought with the precious blood of Jesus Christ, infused with the Spirit of God, and you have been uh, empowered with the authority of Jesus Christ, and no weapon formed against you. So who? Who? can stand against Who? you and prevail. Who? I want to tell you there is none. No, not one. Listen, and then the other one, you just you just spoke it. It says then in verse 34, it says, who then is left to condemn us? 
certainly <laughs> not Jesus, the anointed one, for he gave his life for us. And even and, and we got to concentrate on that because he gave his life for us with our flaws, our, our tears, our wounds, our hurts, our attitudes. He he gave it even before. We, my God, he said before. You know, and, and I'm trying to recall that scripture, but he died for us while we were yet sinners. So if he while died we for were us, yet while we were yet sinners, he said, for he gave his life for us. And even more than that, he has conquered death mm, and is now risen, exalted and enthroned by God at his right hand. That's the third who. Who can condemn us? You spoke, <laughs> you spoke on that even before I read it. And then the fourth who says, Well, hold on. Okay. That's Romans 5, 8 that says there is therefore, uh, or God commended his love toward us. That's the one you were looking for. God commended his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. So if he died for you when you were a no good, good for nothing, good for nothing. Sin, dirty, filthy sinner, how much more is he going to defend you and love you while you oh, have been oh, oh. you have been redeemed and washed in the mm, blood, mm, cleansed mm. and sanctified, and you have the seal of God's love upon you? I'm telling you, there is none, none but that can prevail against, against those. You who are washed in the blood of the Lamb. Yes, ma'am. And I'm going back to Romans 8, right? And it says this, and this 8-1, it says, so now the case is closed. <laughs> <laughs> there remains no accusing voice of condemnation against those who are joined in life union with Jesus, the anointed one, for the law of the spirit of life flowing through the anointing of Jesus has liberated us from the law of sin and death. He said the I case is closed. The <laughs> case is closed. <laughs> and, and you know, if God, you're in the court of law, Jesus, in the Bible, they often present things from a judicial perspective. Yes. God being the great judge and Jesus being the great advocate and you being the condemned and the guilty yes. and the devil being the accuser. Um, and he says, and so in a court of law, when they say case is closed, mm, this thing is a done deal. Like it's a wrap. It's right over. It's over. It's, yeah, it's over. It's done. It's a wrap. So he said case closed. Case closed. There, is, can... there is no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. Case closed. Case closed. He didn't come to condemn you. He came to redeem you. The gavel has uh, hit, the, hit, the, hit the table. It's case and, is and, closed. And when he speaks. There is no appeal. There is no. There is no appealing this. He is the great judge, yes, the Jehovah is. God. Yes, it's is. a done deal. It's a done deal. And then the, here goes the fourth one. It says, "Who could ever divorce us from the endless love of God's anointed one?" And listen to this. It says, "Absolutely no one." For nothing in the universe has the power to diminish His love towards us. Troubles, pressures, problems are unable to come between us and heaven's love. What about persecution, deprivation, dangers, death, threats? It says, and that's a question mark. He says, no, for they are all impotent to hinder. Impotent, impotent um, omnipotent love, even though it is written. My God, man. So can separate you or divorce you or disconnect you from the glorious, powerful, wonderful, free, 
amazing love of God. Nothing. And then they list and enumerate all the potential possible things you might think of. And he said, yeah, not none of that. Not, not none of, Come on now. Not angels. Not demons. Not principalities. Not powers. Nothing you've seen in the present. Nothing we've seen in the past. Nothing, nothing that will come in the future. <laughs> nothing. High, low, in the middle, in hell, in earth, in uh, above the earth, nothing can Jesus. separate you. No creature seen, unseen, known, unknown. Nothing can separate you from the love of God. Mm. Nothing. So tell me who, who? Can, who can stand against you and, and prevail in your life. So you need to speak to your circumstances. Speak to the problems in your life. I love that short reel. Walk around every day. I had to play it this morning. I said, I need to play this before before I go to work and, and start experiencing all these demons working, you know, operating through co workers and circumstances and situations. Just remind myself who? Who? You know, who? Who, who can? And then it go to Colossians 2. I love this, man. I love this because he, he I mean, it's just a boldness. It says, he canceled out every legal violation we had on our record and the old arrest warrant <laughs> that stood to indict us. He erased it all, our sins, our stains, stained soul. He deleted it, and all they cannot be retrieved. Everything we once were in Adam has been placed unto his cross and nailed permanently uh, there as a public display of consolation. Let me please just go on with this one verse because this is the one I think is so powerful. It says, Jesus made a public spectacle of all the powers and principalities of darkness, stripping away from them every weapon and all their spiritual authority and power to accuse us. And by the power of the cross, I mean, we need to go back to the cross. I mean, just to understand the power of the cross Jesus led them around as prisoners in a procession of triumph. He was not their prisoner, but they were his. Now, let's drop the mic right there. I love that. <laughs> I love that scripture because he took everything and pent it to the cross and rendered it no and void. My God, anything that could indict us, any past that, that anybody can bring up on us, because I know even in this culture, when you get ready to stand for something, there's somebody that's going to bring up your past. And you know what, Twyla, you said this too, that you wish to see a Christian when they are being condemned and accused, that they will say, yeah, I did that. I, I used to that. that. I did that. But now I'm in Christ Jesus. My sins have been, con uh, my, my sins have been canceled. Next. <laughs> and you know, you know, when you were reading that, you read that um, he took the, if I remember how you read it, you said he took the, uh, a warrant or the arrest warrant or something you yes. said that was that was against so so that gets to what you were saying is listen what I was accused of the devil is the accuser of the brethren and the devil is the father of lies but I also want you to know that many of the things he accuses us of we did do come on now <laughs> now he lies on a whole bunch of other stuff that we didn't do and he mixes some of what we did do with some lies but a whole bunch of what the devil said we did do we did, we did. do 
And that's why we need the great advocate, Jesus, and the wonderful judge, uh, the father, because he dropped the charges. I was guilty. Yes. I was Joshua, the high priest, uh, the Bible says, came before the throne of God. And the devil came before him to accuse him before God. And the Bible says that he had on a filthy robe because he was guilty. Mm. The, the robe signified, you know, what was on the inside. He was guilty. His, his soul was stained with sin. He was guilty. He stood before the judgment seat of God, guilty as charged. Yes. But the Bible says Come that on. God the Father, uh, as the accuser of the brethren, is throwing railing accusations against Joshua, the high priest. God the Father reminded him that I have forgiven him. Take away the filthy garment. The reproach has been rolled away. And that's what he did for you, if you say. That's what he did for me when he mm -hmm. saved me. He rolled away the reproach. Yes, and did. that's why he can say, who can stand against you? Because I have paid the penalty. I have endured the cross. I have bore the shame, suffered the pain. I have endured it all. So who can right. stand against you? I've taken all of it for myself. And the mm -hmm. Bible says, for this cause was the Son of Man made manifest, that he would destroy the works of the devil. He's done it already. The works of the devil are destroyed. And that's why he can come in and say, who can stand against who you? I've stand. already paid the price. Mm -hmm. I've already mm -hmm. won the victory. Mm -hmm. And you now receive the reward of my suffering, the victory that I, 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 I wrought, I give it to you. Mm. Man. We I, are blessed. Yes, as, we as Pastor Mitchell used to say, we are blessed beyond, beyond human, human comprehension. comprehension. <laughs> and oh Jesus Christ God. is the oh reason. Oh, my God. So I, I, I just want, I'm telling you, you just need to say who. When you run up against affliction, when you run up against the naysayer, when you run up against the doubter, when they try to kick you when you're down, you say, who, mm. who can stand against me? And you set yourself in agreement with that word from God that he is for me. And who, 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 you know what? It's like David, when Goliath was out there yelling at the people of God. David said, didn't David say who? Mm -hmm. David said, who, who is, is this? this uncircumcised Philistine? That's the same vitriol and the same passion that you ought to be saying. Who? David was like, who do you think you are? Mm -hmm. You don't know these people and who, what God they serve, who they belong to. You are messing with the wrong one. And he took a little slingshot in a rock and knocked that giant down. Because he knew in whom he had believed. And that's all you got to know is who you believe in. And you too can say, who? who? And you know what? We It goes back to the blood of the cross, the blood of the lamb, the blood that he spilled upon the cross. And I've always said that when we see these movies and they're talking about, well, they show the crucifixion of Jesus. He's on the cross. But what they don't show is in between the the, the crucifixion and the resurrection. They don't show that part where he goes down into the uttermost parts of the earth <laughs> and take the keys of death, sin, and the grave, render that devil useless, and power stripped his, and it says here, stripped him of his power. 
made an open show of them, destroyed the, the works of the devil. And then he rose with all power in his hands. I'm telling you, know, you. You know what's so wonderful about that, Luana? Because the devil, sometimes you don't know or you forget. But the devil has never forgotten, because God won't let him forget. He has never forgotten that he is defeated. He has never forgotten that all power is in God's hand. But until you know it, and until you stand upon it, and until you say who, he'll keep on uh, buffeting you and trying to intimidate you and lying to you, because he is a liar. But God has come that you might have life, have it more abundantly. And he promised no weapon formed against you shall prosper. So you just need to say, who? Yes. Twyla, won't you pray us out? (laughs) Amen. Amen. God, we thank you. We praise you. We glorify you. All power is in your hands. And there is nothing, oh God, that you haven't already accomplished uh, for us in, in this life that we are walking. So we stand in agreement with your word and we stand upon the victory in Christ Jesus. For this cause was the Son of God made manifest that he would destroy the works of the devil. And he said, it is finished. Mm. It is done. Mm. So we stand upon that and in agreement with that, that the devil is defeated and our God is exalted. And we say like the Bible, who, who can stand against us in Jesus' precious, mighty, holy name. Amen. Amen. We thank you all for listening to What Does the Lord Say with radio host Twyla Southall and LJ Renee. Be blessed. In the name of Jesus. And remember, who can stand against you? No more Jesus. For tuning in, this has been Twyla Southall and L.J. Renee with What Does the Lord Say? Come visit us at www.whatdoesthelordsay.com. We'd like you to join us for morning prayer. Follow us on Twitter or like us on Facebook. Even see how you can sponsor this show. Again, it's www.whatdoesthelordsay.com.